G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, as the situation in Syria continues to be so serious, as the violence continues, as refugees continue to pour out of Syria, of course there is so much stress and pressure on Christian believers there who are seeming to be caught in the middle of a challenging situation between Islamic groups. Uh, Glenn from Open Doors is joining us uh, to talk about what's happening in Syria. Hello, Glenn. Welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be here. Glenn, great to talk on this issue because uh, you're very familiar with it. You guys at Open Doors are monitoring the intelligence that's coming out and you're keeping your tabs on what's happening with Christian believers in persecuted nations around the world. Syria has seen such enormous and violent persecution against believers, the church and Christian believers under under tremendous hardship right now. Yeah, that's uh, correct, Neil. You know, recently, well, before the Civil War outbreak in um, uh, about three years ago, there was relative freedom for the church in Syria. There were some restrictions that came, certainly, but they had a fair bit of freedom, and in some places they could even evangelize, particularly at times like Christmas and Easter around the Christian festivals. But with the onset of the Civil War and the, I guess, the influx of a lot of foreign terrorists uh, as part of the Free Syrian Army, uh, again, with them coming in, one of their targets has been the Christian communities throughout Syria. Let's talk about those leaders, those pastors in church life and how Mm. they are dealing with uh, losing so many people, uh, not only Mm. losing lives, but then the refugee exodus out of the country. Uh, There are some obviously very determined to stay and see this whole thing through. Uh, Well, just recently uh, I met some of the Syrian pastors and church leaders in Lebanon when we went there. And uh, I was just absolutely astounded at the commitment and the tenacity of the church leaders and pastors. You know, in the midst of incredible hardship and in some of the churches, you know, suddenly losing 40 to 50 percent of your congregation. But those pastors and leaders seeing this as an opportunity in God because they said, yes, we've lost a lot of people, but we have all these people coming in. We have all these Muslims who we're ministering to. You know, we're helping with food. We're helping with trauma counseling for their kids, and we're helping in a whole lot of different ministries. They're seeing how the church is responding. And uh, one pastor particularly, you know, he summed it up so so nicely. He said, you know, with the Civil War coming, a lot of the embassies have closed. He said, but, you know, what happens if heaven closes its embassies here? You know, there's no one there then to to reach out for Christ. And so there, you know, one of the key scriptures that uh, that particular pastor just reads every day was from Isaiah 60, you know, where it says, arise and shine for the light has come. And uh, in the midst of this darkness, in the midst of this nighttime in Syria, uh, these pastors believe that they are there to be the light of Christ in the midst of everything that's happening. 
I guess we might think of that sort of emotion as a rare passion, but uh, there are a lot of leaders, as you say, who have remained behind and at risk of their own lives. It's obviously not rare passion at all, but these believers, these Christian leaders, as well as their congregations, are, are really laying their lives down. It's like that uh, that daily living sacrifice, isn't it? That's so true, Neil. There was one couple that we spoke to, uh, a family they're in ministry in, in uh, one of the large uh, you know cities in, in Syria, and it was a husband and wife, and their two daughters, aged 10 and 13, a beautiful family. And uh, the wife was speaking to us, and she said, you know, they had long prayed for revival in Syria. And even when the Civil War started, she said, I started praying in my devotions, you know, Lord, give us something big to do in Syria at this time. And uh, she said one morning, you know, after she was praying this and she was thinking, you know, like an auditorium or, you know, an amphitheater full where they'd have crusades and people come to the Lord. She just felt the Lord say to her, you know, you want something big. Would you be prepared to lay down your life for me uh, for the sake of the gospel in Syria? Mm. And she said that really, that wasn't the kind of big she was thinking of. But she prayed and she fasted and she said after a day, she came to the Lord and said, Lord, if that's what you're calling me to do, then I'm prepared to do it. She said the next day, in a devotion, she was praying and she felt the Lord say to her, what about your husband's life? Would you be prepared to see him give up his life for the sake of the gospel in Syria? And, uh, of course, she said it was easier for me to say yes, but it, it took a while. I prayed and fasted again, and then I came to that place and I said, God, if that's what you're calling us to. And, of course, on the next morning, <laughs> she's praying. She said she felt the Lord say, what about your daughters? You know, As a whole family, are you prepared to see your whole family lay down their life the sake of the gospel in Syria at this time. I wonder if we found ourselves in the same situation uh, or something similar, facing uh, imminent crisis, Mm. uh, whether we would be having our own hearts and ears open to hear what God might say to us in that circumstance and, and whether or not we would be the sort of people who could rise up with the same courage and say, I am prepared to lay down my life. And uh, really, we won't know until we're in that sort of circumstance. But certainly the people in Syria finding themselves under such intense pressure, uh, just heartening to be able to hear that sort of story. Mm. And so when it comes to the churches, uh, the numbers are way, way down, but there are people coming in. Is this something that you're seeing in various countries around the world where there is persecution? The opportunities for sharing Christ are increasing. We're we're seeing it all around the world. Uh, And, you know, in a lot of the Islamic countries, it uh, seems that we often hear stories of, of the Lord appearing, you know, in dreams and visions. And even, you know, one of the pastors that we talked to, uh, in Syria, said, you know, someone came to his church one day and said, you know, I want to get baptized. And uh, he said, well, you know, you, you're, a, you're a Muslim and you want to become a Christian. And he said, well, I've been reading the Bible for 10 years. Someone gave me a Bible and I started reading it because I wanted to disprove Christianity and disprove Jesus. And, you know, when people started uh, speaking to Jesus uh, to me, I, I could refute them because I knew it. But he was a soldier in the Syrian army. And he said, I was recently in a battle and uh, I, I thought I was going to be killed. And I looked up and I I saw Jesus and I knew it was Jesus. And Jesus looked at me and said, follow me. And he said, and I followed him literally down these streets and down these paths. And, you know, he saved my life. So I'm here today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be baptized and I want to fully, uh, fully follow him in, in, in the way that I can. And those stories are pretty common 
particularly in places like Syria where we see, you know, all again, all the destruction and all of the hardship, but the Lord is turning up miraculously in people's lives. Glenn, when it comes to Aussies and Syria, which seems to be, for most of us, a long way away and almost another world, and we're very comfortable doing the things we do here, how can Aussies understand more deeply what's going on in nations like Syria and others uh, what is on your website? When you go to the Open Doors website, what can people experience? What can they get by way of information? And how can they be then contributors to, to you know, helping to understand that situation? Well, there's a lot of things that Aussies can do to help our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted for their faith. Certainly go to our website. Uh, you know, they can click onto the world watch list and they can see Syria there as number three now. It's moved right into the top ten. And, uh, you know, they can read about what's happening in Syria. Um, you know, they can be in prayer. The biggest thing that when we, we go and visit people you know, around the world, when we're talking to Christians who are paying a price for their faith, they get excited when we can say, there are people back in Australia who are praying for you. They know what you're going through. We mightn't fully understand it, but we know that you're paying a big price for your faith and we are remembering you in prayer. That is so encouraging. And not only is it encouraging to them, but we believe that prayer changes, you know, situations and circumstances. So that is a great way to be involved in what's happening to our brothers and sisters around the world. That website is your first point of contact, perhaps, with Open Doors. www.opendoors.org.au. Glenn from Open Doors, just a pleasure talking. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been great to be here. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.